welcome to Emma's ESL English. Okay, so we're having a week. <laughs> we're having a week. That's a thing, by the way. You can say, I'm having a week, and that means that you're having a little bit of a stressful week. I digress. So we've already talked about how to answer how are you questions, and then yesterday we talked about how to extend your conversation. Today I wanted to look at one of the really common questions that people might ask you if you're just meeting them for the first time talking about your business or your job. One of the most common questions when you meet someone new is what do you do? They may ask you, what is your job? What do you do is exactly the same. What do you do is different to what are you doing? What are you doing is right now. Are you riding a bike? Are you eating your dinner? What are you doing right now? What do you do is your job. Confusing, I know. <sighs> what can I say? It's English. In the West, we are more likely to ask this question first before almost anything else. We're going to ask your name. If it's obvious that you come from somewhere else, we're going to ask you where you come from. And then we're going to ask you what your job is. Maybe after that, they're going to ask you, are you married? It doesn't actually matter if you're talking to a business person or friends or friends of friends. They're still going to want to know what do you do. However, you might tailor the conversation a little differently. In business, they're more likely to understand what you're doing, right? If you're at a conference and everybody at the conference are software engineers, then they're probably going to understand what your job is. So you can go into more detail about your company, your job title, or the work that you do so that you can extend the conversation and potentially talk about related topics or maybe even build a business partner relationship. However, if you're talking to your mother's friend who's a teacher and as such is unlikely to know or care about what a distribution engineer does or whatever your job is, then you might adapt your answer to make it easier for them to understand. I work in a factory and make sure everything runs smoothly. This is very likely a way oversimplification of what your job does but it's enough for her to decide if she wants to ask you more about that or if she wants to jump to the next question, which let's be fair is, is likely to be, are you married? <laughs> okay, so really it's a good idea to pick your audience and have some different answers available for different audiences. If you wanna tell your mom's friend, that's one answer. If you wanna tell one of your friends from school who are maybe much more likely to know what an engineer does, but maybe not specifically what a distribution engineer does. Then you might give them a little bit more information, but you're not gonna go into in-depth detail. Alternatively, you might say, oh, I'm a distribution engineer, and that might be enough. You might say, oh, I'm a distribution engineer, and they think, that sounds boring. And then they jump and they say, oh, really? Oh, that's interesting, are you married? Or they may think, the heck does a distribution engineer do? So they ask you, aha, uh -huh, I never heard of that before. What does a distribution engineer do? So now you have an opportunity to go into more detail about it. So it's sort of a balance between picking the right starting point for your audience and then seeing what their interest level is so that you go into as much or as little detail as they want. In some cases, you might meet someone like my auntie, 
my auntie wouldn't know what a distribution engineer is, but she would want to know. So as soon as she found out that that's what you were, she would spend the next half an hour asking you questions to figure out exactly what it is that you do. She would be super interested. But if you said the same thing to my mom, she would be like, huh, okay, and then jump to the next question. Which likely wouldn't be, are you married for my mom? But never mind. Let's go back to business conversations. So if you want to network or build connections, maybe you're at a business dinner or a conference, or maybe you went to your grad school reunion and there's some people there you think you might be able to do business with, then it's good to understand what others do and help them understand what you do. So again, just like yesterday, do try and put some focus on asking questions of the people you're talking to. They're gonna like you more if you ask them a lot of questions and you're gonna learn more about them and their business, which means you can tailor your responses to fit their business needs so that potentially you can build a business relationship with them. If you don't really understand their business, it's never gonna work. So this is a great opportunity to find out more detail about what they do. So you might start you know, somebody says, hi, what do you do? You might say, I own my own business, which will usually get them interested enough to ask, doing what? Then you can go into more detail. I'm a business consultant, mostly working with energy companies to improve their environmental footprint. How about you? An easy way to keep a conversation going in English is to simply throw the question back. It's a really common tool for most people in English, and I'm sure you do it in your own language too. Whenever somebody asks you a question, you just throw it back as soon as you've answered. And that way you don't have to think about the grammar of that question and you can just keep the conversation going a little bit easier. If you find that you have business interests in common with somebody, then you might wanna go into more detail. In addition, you can think about what makes you different or unusual compared to your competitors. For example, you're at a conference and the whole room is full of software engineers. How are they gonna pick your business over somebody else's business? If you know that there's something unique about you or your business, then that can be a useful tool to get people more interested in you specifically. So for example, I worked in Korea for seven years. Although I rarely just say, Oh, I worked in Korea for seven years. It does often come up in conversation. It's something that is unusual, but that people tend to have a lot of questions about. If you have something like this, then try and drop it into the conversation at some point and be ready to answer questions about that thing. It's okay for you to prepare something ahead of time because if you're going into this kind of environment, you're gonna have to have a lot of impromptu conversations. Don't expect yourself to go into a business situation like a business dinner or a conference with no preparation. You're just going to freak yourself out. <laughs> You're going to scare yourself to death. Don't do that. That's a silly idea. No. Prepare yourself. Think about, okay, if this was all in my own country or in my native language, what kind of questions do people usually ask me about my business? Or what do I want people to know about my job or my business? What am I happy sharing in my personal life? 
And then write some questions down and write what your answer would be to those questions. Really think about, you know, especially if you're wanting to develop business relationships, really think about how can you sell your business in English? What kind of vocabulary do you need? What kind of sentences do you need? Is there historical information that's relevant? Is it something that's current and people are aware of? You know, do you work at a social media company that's really popular right now? Everybody's going to have a lot of questions about that. So prepare what kind of answers you might give to that situation. So in my case, I get asked a lot about Korea. They're usually asking me how long I stayed and then they're super shocked to find out what I liked about it, which is in direct response to what, seven years? How the culture is different and how do I feel or what do I know about current events? Current events may not be current events. <laughs> For any country, there tends to be a limited amount of stuff that people outside of that country know. And you probably have already figured that out. If you've traveled at all, people have already asked you the questions. So think about in advance, you know people are going to ask you, oh, Korea is right next to North Korea. How do you feel about being next to so many nuclear weapons? Thanks for that. That's a really cheerful conversation starter. Or, oh, you live in South Africa. How do you feel about the apartheid? <laughs> Again, really cheerful conversation starter. Let's think about something prettier. Or, wow, you come from South America? I heard Machu Picchu's there. No kidding, Batman. <sighs> Do people really eat as much as they say they do in America? Does Donald Trump really live there? Is he really as bad as he seems like he is? Every single country has something <laughs> that they usually don't want to talk about. This is like the only thing people learned about that country. So figure out what it is for your country or the place where you worked for a long period of time. Whatever your conversation is going to be about, there's usually something that people know about that. So you can answer that question. Think about how can you answer that question differently to how you answered it before or to how other people answer that question. Is there a way that you can tailor this conversation using your answer or further questions to them to make them think differently about this country, to give them some information that changes their perception about this country? or whatever the topic would be. I'm using country because it's an easy one, but it could even just be about your business. You know, hi, I'm a software engineer. God, that's a boring business. What do you know about software engineers? <sighs> they do a lot of coding. What's coding? I don't really know. It's kind of another language. I'm guessing it's got numbers in it. It looks hard. <laughs> so I would think I don't want to have a conversation with a person who's a software engineer, but maybe, if you know how to respond to that question in an engaging manner, you know, you might say, well, have you ever learned another language? It's a little bit like that. And you can talk about it a little more. So when the person leaves that conversation, they now know more about coding or they know more about software engineers or they know how valuable a software engineer is to the company that they're working for, whatever your point might be. So in this kind of situation, it's nice to think about potential questions and see what you can do with them that may be a little bit different. People are going to remember that about you. So it's a good tool 
for people remembering you, but it's also a, a good way for you to feel like you've done something nice for that country, maybe widened a few brains. So again, same idea as yesterday. Ideally, you want to learn something about them that you can remember and bring up in a future conversation. Even if it's just, do you remember? We met at that conference. Wasn't the weather terrible? My plane got delayed. Did you get home okay? Very quickly, we've said, we've met before. We met at a conference. It was the one where the weather was really bad. Some of the airplanes were delayed. Your airplane might have been delayed too. So we've given them a lot of information to jog their memory of that situation. And we've given them a talking point. Even if they don't remember you and they don't remember the conference, they can say, oh yeah, that weather was dreadful, yeah. And then you can start having a conversation. Okay, that's a lot. There's a lot that's gone on this week. I hope it's not too much, <laughs> but if it has raised some further questions, you can drop me an email at emmaseslenglish at gmail.com or you can head over to the blog at emmaseslenglish.com where you can leave me a question under the blog post. That's it. That's it for this week. I look forward to talking to you next week. Let me know if you have anything you'd like me to focus on. Have a great week. Bye.